Hey y'all, welcome to Baby Mama Hood, a daughter and mother-led podcast where we share our private and explicit conversations and thoughts. We want to revolutionize and free the hood, one baby and mama at a time. We are deeply rooted in ancestral memories and remembering, resurging the currents so that we can all be free once again. We believe in practices that are radical, meaning that it comes from the root We believe in cooperative economics, cooperative living with the land and with non-living and living entities. We love you. We're here for you. Thank you for listening. And I hope that this podcast creates more conversations in the hood for babies and mamas and babas to be free. Yeah. All right, y'all. My name is Juju Angeles. I am a birth worker, and I'm here to give you the real with the COVID. Um, before I go on, I just want to say that um, I have been doing this work for the past, all my life, I feel like, doing the work of taking care of children, um, people, pregnant people, non-pregnant people, <clears throat> postpartum try to live a holistic lifestyle, very much rooted in um, anti-capitalism and finding ways to disengage from the society, really been tasked with the mission of finding ways to deal with our problems in ways that honors um, traditionalism. And when I say traditional, I really want to be clear about what that means. We've co-opted the word traditional. I'm saying we like I did it, but I say we because we are co-creators. Everyone who is listening right now, we are co-creators. We co-create realities with one another. This conversation is going to create other ones within you, within other people, amongst other people. And so traditional, sorry, I'm eating a chocolate-covered raisin. Traditional is something that has been co-opted, and right now, I feel like it means whatever is the most dominant way of doing things. And when I say traditional, I'm coming from a cultural-based perspective. I am a cultural worker. I am in the arts. The arts is creation. Being a midwife. Learning. Facilitating. Receiving. Giving. Care that is based in the root work, in the radical root root work, in the resiliency of our people, in the struggle. And the struggle is real. (laughs) And right now we're going through a struggle with this uh, so-called pandemic. That's what they're calling it. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, you know, a graduate with a degree and blah 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 blah. I I don't represent those realities. I represent something much more simple, and that's and that is based on truth. Immunity is something that is a new science. The science of vaccines is not really an ancient one. It's something that's more recent in our history, and I want to say that. What I believe about COVID, I do believe that it's real. I also believe that it's man-made. And I believe that it's a, it's a symptom um, 
it's a symptom of a larger issue that's part of our society, which is to remove the indigenousness of ourselves. So a lot of us who are listening to this are cultural workers in the sense that, oh, we're cultural, right? We're black or we're indigenous. Those are usually the titles, or excuse me, usually the people that I attract to my life. And when I say title, I shouldn't have said, excuse me, those are, they are titles. I don't believe that those things actually define me. I think that what they do is, um, is that, um, they try to refine me in those titles. They try to create me into something else so-called better, right? So no longer am I someone who speaks my native tongue or who, um, practice in the ways that, I was pre-colonization. I am now black. I am now brown. I am now native. I am now Latinx. I am now ah, 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 right through this process of so-called refinement, assimilation, violence, whatever. So you might be asking yourself, what does this have to do with COVID? It has everything to do with it because the actual disease is not the virus. We are the host to the virus. And so the ways that we are thinking, the ways that we are being, the ways that we are acting is very toxic, just like a virus. We're a virus to the earth. I mean, the ozone layer, the, the, the planet is changing, the climate is changing. There's only 2% of clean water on this earth. There's so many issues on this earth. Um, colonization, like I mentioned, gentrification, um, who owns the land? Who owns the resources? It's not the native people of this land. I mean, some of us do, but in reality, we do not. Our governments, we don't have our own governments, right? So there's a lot of things that, um. well, I want to stop because a thought came to me when I said we don't have our own governments. We do. We do. Some of us do, and we can and I want to really encourage people to take this opportunity, people who are pregnant, to take this opportunity to understand that you are being invited to consider that the best option for you has always been birthing in your community and birthing at home. COVID is not an excuse for that. This is something that is integral and intricate in actually having favorable outcomes as a birthing person. I'm eating again. As black and as indigenous people, as people who have been refined to this title, because we don't know what to actually name ourselves because our language has been taken away, along as our dignity, our, our children, our brothers, our fathers, our everything. We are almost unrecognizable to each other. We do not see each other as kin, as one. We don't even understand. We don't even know where our food comes from. Literally, some kids do not know what where a carrot comes from, where broccoli comes from, where the meat that they're eating is coming from, the flour. They don't have that connection to the land, to the tangible. And first came first they took the land, 
They, then they took our bodies and so on and so forth. Took our tongues. They took our minds. They took our spirit. Now, some of us believe that and some of us, like me, don't. I don't no longer accept that reality or that excuse. I decide to tap into my own power and I find ease and understanding for where I am and why I'm here. And I try to trust. And I say try to because some days are better than others. And I trust that where I, where I am and what I'm doing is enough and that I'm always going to be okay. And that trust comes also from commitment, from being equitable with myself, from picking and choosing and acknowledging the foods that my body needs, the kind of water that it needs, the kind of reconnecting to the earth and the plants, creating a relationship, trying not to eat so much junk, you know, um, cleansing my body, cleansing my mind, cleansing my spirit and my aura, praying, connecting to the ancestors and to those elemental forces that allow us to be here day to day. We are here because of so many things that we, a lot of us are not even conscious to. I'm not even conscious to all the ways and the beings and the whys that I'm here. I don't even know all the unseen labor that I'm sitting on something. I don't even know where this thing came from. I know where I bought it from. I know where I might have got it from or found it from, but do I actually know all the, all the things that allowed this moment to coalesce to where I am right now? The fact that I'm recording, the fact that I'm sending this information out. And I think that as pregnant people, it's really important that we understand that we are deeply rooted in where we are and our homes when we step outside to the land, even underneath all that concrete, that's all you have. Creating a relationship with the tree or something that's living, a plant in your home. And understanding that everything that you are and everything that you stand on is more ancient than COVID, is more ancient than the hospital, is more ancient than everything. You have been, you have been birthed into this reality for so many generations before that have birthed you, and you are still here, which means that those folks back then, that hundreds and hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, tens of thousands of years ago, they created a line and a lineage that, that is still connected to you, and you have all this ancestral wisdom behind you that is upholding this idea that your body knows what it's doing and that your body is going to birth regardless and that you're going to be fine and that you're going to live and survive this and you're going to be intact. And there are many ways that you can make the odds in your favor or make the evens in your favor because more things are in your favor than not. Now, Let's assess this. I just made a a very bold statement that says that more things are in your favor than not. These questions, that statement is based on many different factors. And a lot of it, the number one place, the number one thing that should be on your mind is how to clear your mind. How to be one with who you are in this moment and being at peace with it. 
Your mind is the most powerfulest thing. It is a thing that needs to change when things change. It's the way that we see things. The way that we move through life, our actions, our daily vibrations. What are the things that you do every day as part of your ritual to be a better person, a better mother, a better sister, a better brother, a better auntie, a better teacher, a better whoever you are in society, in the world, in the community. For you to be you, for you to be 100% you in the best way possible. Not to compare and contrast and to Try to be more popping than the next person or whatever. That's, that's not the barometer to your life. The barometer to your life is you and the, and, the, and the characteristics that you give to yourself that you do every day to make yourself better. That is really hard when we have a lot of factors that contribute to our stress levels. Our environment, the quality of air we're breathing, the water that we're drinking, the food that we're consuming, the energy, the people around us, are they, you know, disability, um, microaggressions, racism, classism, sexism, homophobia, misogynoir, transgenoir, um, genoir, sorry, all the things, the all the ways that all these stressors have culminated into being if you are something that, or someone who is identified as black, poor, indigenous, um, doesn't own land, you know, houselessness. It's just, it could go on and on and on, all the stressors that we give ourselves. But the one thing that we can give ourselves, hopefully as adults, is this idea that where we are is fine and that you're going to be fine and that you're going to find everything that you need in your body for you to actually birth safely because you could birth anywhere and the most dangerous place to give birth with right now and before right now is in the hospital. Hospitals are breeding grounds for infection. I want to recognize that not everyone has a house or a home. So excuse me, not everyone has a house or a safe house that they could be in. To give birth because birth requires safety and trust. It is much better for you to give birth in your home where your microbiome is than it is to give um, give birth in a hospital where infections, I mean, they morph because of how sanitized everything is. They're bleaching everything. They're killing the good and the bad bacteria. And those those organisms could keep living and morphing and, and so on and so forth. That's what... That's what um, supposedly what science says. So if we're going to go with science, then giving birth at, at home is not the safest place. There's a lot of more reasons why that I can get into, but I won't, but I won't get into right now. I think right now for folks who are going to give birth in this epidemic is really important for you to find out, um, what it's going to be like to give birth at the hospital. My number one recommendation, if you're going into the hospital when you give birth, is to find someone in your community who can be your doula. If you're looking for a doula, I can help you. Now, I say that to say this. I say that to say this. You want someone who's going to be there with you in the span of time um, so that you can go into the hospital at the most optimal position. 
You want to go to the hospital when you're about to push that baby out. You do not want to be in there laboring, and you might want to think about leaving the hospital within four hours of the baby being born. If everything looks good and everything is fine after that baby's born, baby's latched, you go to the bathroom, it's time for you to go home. It's not time for you to linger and stay around and, and go to another unit. But I understand that some hospitals that are full to capacity and they're converting um, spaces that were once for prenatal care and pregnant people f- to now house COVID um, folks who are who have the coronavirus and who need um, to be at the, in the hospital. Okay, if you decide to to go that route, that will be my suggestion: is for you to have a very tailored birth plan that recognizes that one there might be only one other person with you in the hospital if you're lucky and two if no one could be with you in that birthing room or in any room that you have a connection set up so that you can um talk to your loved ones and help you through labor and birth in the postpartum period so you want to find out how that works or or do they want you to be in the hospital by yourself the whole time or whatever the reason why I think that you should go into the hospital when you're like seven, eight centimeters, I would say, not even seven, eight centimeters, is because you don't want to be in this thing where you come too early and they want to induce you because induction sucks. I'm not going to get into it. Why? It just sucks. Whenever you force your body to do something that it does not want to do, that it's not ready to do, you are going to suffer through the process. You're going to want to get an epidural and your chances for this taking longer than it needs to or for you to get an infection because you had a cesarean and, you're, and whatever and it's COVID and whatever, whatever, whatever. It's not fun. You do not want to be induced. I'm learning that inducing is not favorable. It's not fun to go through all that trauma in your body because you're forcing your body to do something that it doesn't want to do. And it's not going to make it more easier for you to leave the hospital in four, in four hours. If you have a birth that is natural from the beginning to the end, your body is going to be more prepared to give birth because you went through the actual marathon, the labor. It's like for someone who's never run 25 miles to now all of a sudden run 25 miles. You're going to pass out and die. Now, that's not going to happen necessarily if you get induced, but I have seen people be passed out from epidurals. That's one of the, I've seen that as a doula, okay? It's not fun, it's unnecessary, and yes, it's hard on your body, but that's part of the joy and the ride of labor. And I'm not going to get into that right now. If you want to know more information, please hit me up. I am a community birth worker. I can help you virtually. We can sit down, we can talk, I can try to mentor you. I'm a very direct, very straightforward person, very loving though, and I'm willing to um, to support you and what you need, the information you need, and the courage um, not the courage, but the inspiration that you might need to actually believe that you are okay and that you can do this. You could do this on your own. You could do it. It's not favorable to do it on your own. That's why I say it's important to have a plan. Okay. Um, I do not want to stay on too long. I'm already been recording for about 19 minutes. I just want to hop on to say that real quick.
Um, if folks need information, if they need resources in, you, in New York City, wherever you are in this country, in the United States, or anywhere, if you ever need support, please hit me up. You can hit me up at um, babymamahood at gmail.com. I also have a Patreon. It's www.patreon.com slash babymamahood. Baby Mama Hood, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, it's B-A-B-Y, Baby Mama, M-A-M-A, and Hood, like H-O-O-D. I love y'all, y'all got this, if you need support, please hit me up, I have a network of birth workers in the country, I can put you in touch, we can work virtually, I love you, I'm wishing you the best for you and your baby and your family and your community during this time. My prayer is that you take the optim- optimist most care of yourself to boost your bodies in the, in, in the foods and the herbs that you need. Prenatal vitamins is not enough. I could talk more about that. And the foods and the things that you need for your body so that you can have the smoothest birth possible for you. Okay, I'm here to support you. I'm here to love you. I'm here to hold you accountable, hold me accountable, and we're going to do the damn thing, okay? Wish you the best. I'm signing out. Thank you for your time. Ashe, I mean, I meant, I hope, oh, omateo.